Alright, welcome back guys to another episode of Nojodas. So for our IG followers who um, have been following us, you guys know that there was a new announcement. <laughs> that and I am now permanent. Yeah. On so do you for go, good. Okay. We're here to stay. There so we get go. used to it. <laughs> um, last time we were in the same recording studio together. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about experiences and how it shaped us, our perspectives. Yeah. And so today we thought that we'd dive a little bit deeper into that under the topic of does solidarity exist? Does mm -hmm. it? Uh, does it? I mean, uh, that topic is iffy for me. Why? For many reasons. I mean, between... Who like the Latino community? So okay, let's let's divide it into two sections. Okay. The first, and I want like your honest opinion, just as far as okay. like we'll we'll treat it black and white. Obviously, there's gray areas to it, but black and white. If you had to choose a yes or no, does solidarity <clears throat> exist? Just plain out, does it exist? In a general sense. Yeah. Just do you think it actually exists? Uh, to a degree. No. That's, uh, that's what so, I mean. Okay, okay. <laughs> that, that's yeah, okay, I'm saying. Okay, it has okay. to be black and white, yes or no. I say no. I'm, uh, I'm saying no, and I know it sounds bad, but to me, I, don't, I think that there's so many things to work on before I can genuinely say it exists. I agree. Uh, I'm not on, like, a pessimistic note, but realistically, I, yeah, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think, yeah. You know I mean? don't think it exists. Um... And it's shitty to say because you really wish that it did, but... Yeah, well, I don't see it, though. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, like, to a, like, a superficial extent, the way I... From what I've seen. Like, I... Yeah, I mean, you can view it in a couple of ways. The way, like, for me, the reason why I say no is just because there's so many flaws in it actually being pure solidarity mm -hmm. that I just think that it's not genuine enough so I don't believe in it right well so then what if you had a, a definition of solidarity what would it be to solidarity you? would for, for me at least would actually be giving and receiving the support of the community in which you're giving and supporting to full to, uh, yeah hundred percent right yeah and 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 I know that like I'm not trying to be this like woke brown person where I'm saying this is what you need to be doing this these are the guidelines that you need to be following right but there are certain things I wouldn't say are expected of you but the second you start saying like this is what I support this is what I don't support then obviously you start falling into those guidelines as to whether or not you actually support something or not right right are you is, back to like the last one is it an accessory that you wear <laughs> or is it an actual thing that you live and breathe right you know right, what I mean right. it's like and and when I say that, I mean it more as, like, I don't want it to turn into one... Again, I don't want it to turn into those things where it's black and white or, like, you have to do this, you have to live by that, a certain code or whatever it is, because I know not everyone's capable of going out and doing, like, rallies or protesting um, physically. Mm -hmm. Some people choose to do it online and all that other stuff. I think it's okay because it all depends on what you're comfortable with. Right, yeah. I mean, and also reflecting back to our last episode, which again, because we didn't really express it too much, was you were a guest on the last episode, and now you are my... I signed my contract. You signed the contract. I you are my, my co-host. I'm full-time. I'm full-time. I'm being compensated. <laughs> but uh, bringing to that, what um, because I lost my original co-host, and like uh, the main reason why was because he felt like I was more aware of the my... I guess what I was talking about. The cause and everything else. Right. And then to me, I was like, dude, you're Salvadoran, though. Like... You should, like, at least, like, you can research your stuff, too, you know? So I guess bringing into that context, like, you know, let's say you're not, quote-unquote, woke. Like, I believe that's a decision a lot of people make to, like, whether you want to um, be ignorant or or not, in a sense, you know? like there's well, not a only that, though, but I also think that part of the <laughs> equation that a lot of people miss is the fact that it actually is really um, energy-consuming. And it can take its toll on you mentally, yeah. depending on how much you choose to dive into the actual thing. Okay, well, why don't we just so, with that being dive said, into it? <laughs> with that being said, I come from an era, I think right now, within the last three, four years, mm -hmm. where we got aggressively woke. 
to the you point. or us I'm right not, now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I don't know how how woke you decided to get, but I I'm mean, saying, in, in terms of millennials and everything else, okay. it it got to the point where I personally thought it was too much. I thought that there's levels to the amount of things that you choose to expose yourself to and mm-hmm. the things that you choose to talk about. Right. And I think at some point we went from this is what we're exposing as far as, you know, things that are unlawful, things that are illegal, whatever you want to call it. Right. And we're actually, you know, creating, what's the word, awareness mm-hmm. to causes to let me prove to you how much more I know than you and how ignorant you are for not knowing it. Right. I think somewhere down the line we lost sight of what actually mattered, which was to inform and kind of let people decide for themselves whether they mm-hmm. were going to use that information to change themselves, their environment, or whatever it is. Or then at that point you would be ignorant because you're aware of the information you just choose to... Not take. talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, like, especially coming from Tumblr and myself, it, it was really, really aggressive to where it's yeah. just like every single day, for sure. uh, practically every single day, Someone was sharing a story about somebody that got killed by the cops. Mm -hmm. Somebody was doing something illegal, you know, um, politically or whatever it is. Yeah. And, but that kind of stuff catches up to you. And, and for me, it got to the point where I was just like, I I got tired of logging in and Mm. seeing the same type of negativity every single day. Okay. It really desensitizes you and it makes you kind of like not really care too much about it. I'm not saying that it completely wiped away my ability to be compassionate about the issues, but it just got to the point where... Social media is supposed to be this thing that you use to kind of distract yourself from reality. Mm-hmm. What good yeah. is it if reality is consistently slapping you in the face like that? True. I think for me, going to Tumblr was because I would log on to it every single day. That's actually okay. how I know you. Um, but um, She was a loyal follower, I know. <laughs> a fan. Um, but for me, what it was was seeing two sides of the stories to what was posted. So, like... What do you mean? In the sense of, like, there's, like, a huge, like, numbers that were reblogged from a specific post, like, uh-huh. a woke post. Mm-hmm. But then a week later or a few days later, people start dissecting it and taking it apart and really start finding, like... What the, the actual truth what is. What the actual truth was. And then you find out that it really wasn't as big of a deal exactly. as you thought it was. Exactly. So or that... The, yes. It, it, it's... What, what, shit, I'm losing my train of thought. It would be, I guess, um, it's common. Right. It's more common than people actually make it out to be. They make it turn into this. Everything turns into a special case, and um, it, it becomes more than it really is. Yeah, or even in the sense where it could be like someone making a post trying to look good about something, or like let's take to the example of like that little boy who was bullied, the little little white boy. Oh, my God. that's my example. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. The, the, kid, was so, babe, what? the kid was so ugly, and it was just like, really? <laughs> well, let's not talk about his looks, but let's talk about how, like, the truth behind that was, like, he was getting, I'm putting, like, air quotation marks right now, bullied because he was calling kids the N-word. And it's like, nah, you weren't getting bullied. You were getting yeah. checked, yeah, you know? Getting, like, yeah. So it's like, it's that's what I mean. It's funny because I didn't even know that that story was behind the entire thing. I just reached the story once it was already concluded where it was just like, oh, I this did kid's the same. taking money yes. and it's all this other nonsense. And I same. was just like, really? How yeah. come every single time, good or bad, white people come out with money? I don't know. I just threw my hands up right now every, because every I, I don't know. Every single time, like, there is no bad outcome for a white person. Like, regardless. It's like, and, and, you know, or maybe maybe it's because they actually get to learn a lesson to a degree, whereas there aren't actual consequences from the lessons that you learn being mm-hmm. a brown person. Right, right. Or a black person or whoever it is. Like, the lessons aren't like, oh, okay, slap to the wrist like white people get. It's legit like, okay. Yeah. Pain. Yeah. Infliction. Yeah. Jail, literally. et cetera. Yeah. But, okay, so that was my take on the whole, like, being woke part. I think for me it was, like, make, forming, yeah, my own opinion, but also trying to stick to the actual story right. and the actual information that was valid. Not anything else, not someone else's, like, biased opinion, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, but, I mean, apart from... A general solidarity. Should we go into the Latino community? Like is specifically, that is probably almost as bad 
as the general opinion because exactly. to me I feel like it gets a lot worse once you actually start to say specifically is this person actually a part of the Latino community or is it nonsense yeah and it's nonsense mm-hmm. everything is nonsense to be honest with you a lot of this is going to come from me being extremely pessimistic I don't know if there's going to be a balance between us because <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'm such a like I don't know if it's just my general attitude towards life. Maybe I just, like, have a bad outlook mm-hmm. of it. But for everything to me is going to be no. Like, I mean, it's not there. To each their own. Go matter. for it. Like You know? Yeah. Like, when they asked what's in a Wonder Ball, I was like, nothing. Nothing is in there. That's my, like, that's my take on life. There's okay. nothing to be excited about. Okay. Except for a few things. But, <laughs> but so, oh in, in specifically diving into it, mm-hmm. deeper into the ocean of solidarity... It's like three feet. It doesn't even it doesn't even pass the knees type of deep. There's nothing there. I can stand on it, yeah. 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 <laughs> Without literally. drowning. Yeah. Like I'm surprised that my yeah. shins are wet type thing. No, like it's bad. No. Cause honestly, like I get I guess it goes back again, it goes back to the last episode when we're talking about um, experiences and who specifically was on the other end that mm-hmm. made your life hell. Right? Okay. And now, 20 years later, 15, whatever you want to call it, years later, you're in this moment where, I mean, ironically, thanks to Donald Trump, mm-hmm. which is a really hard, like, sentence to even, like, create, yeah. he has made an environment in which I think solidarity now is a little bit more encouraged, and I think it's a lot more, like, sought after, because at this point in time, you need all of the exposure that you can get mm-hmm. and all of the help that you can get. And the internet is such a big platform for that, obviously, that it makes it that much easier. But yeah. when it comes to actual solidarity, have we hit that point? No. no. Because there's still a lot no. of people out there that are actually extremely open to the fact that they don't really show solidarity. Like, I know people and I have seen posts where people specifically say, like, I'm not here to fight for so-and-so or for this and that. I'm only doing it for what I want to focus on. Right, yeah. And with that, I can say that I agree to it, like, an extent, because one of the biggest things is, and it really bugs the crap out of me every single time that it happens, is when black people are doing their own thing, they're fighting for their cause and all that other stuff, and then some dumbass Latino decides to step in, and they say, why aren't you showing solidarity for our issues? It's not their responsibility. Exactly. And that's the part where it's like, when, when people are saying, like, you know, we don't necessarily need to show solidarity for certain things, it's true. Sometimes you don't actually need to be there. Sometimes you kind of just have to be, like, the person who steps back and lets the other person speak and yeah, just be there. for sure. Kind of, like, enforcing the ideas. Yeah. Um, but I think in our case, in the Latino community, when it doesn't have to do specifically with just, you know, black exclusive issues, we fail to actually come together and stand behind what we want to. It's yeah. always kind of like we're separated and we're deciding, okay, well, this week I care about this, but next week when something happens in Honduras or something happens in Venezuela, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. I think another thing, you know, I guess just to acknowledge the elephant in the room too is just how anti-blackness has been a huge thing in the Latino community, unfortunately, you know? So, yeah. um I never understood that as, like, we as brown people. And then as a Salvadorian, <clears throat> I never understood how another group of brown people could discriminate each other, you know, and or discriminate another group of people when they know themselves what oppression is and discrimination is. So, like, why would you do it to right. them, you know? I feel like, well, I mean, a lot of the times I just feel like people are blind to it. Yeah. And... And one of the things that I, I feel like, um, I, I'm, I'm not excusing it, but I think that there's just a lack of um, education as yeah. far as discrimination goes in, like, Latin American countries. Yeah, but then again, with, I mean, a general form of it, it's all classism. Yeah, that too. You know? In its most basic form. Yeah, for sure. And, but with that, it's like, because I think a good example of this would be also, like, in Europe. Because what we tend to forget also is that a lot of the history that we're taught or mm-hmm. a lot of the things that have happened as far as, like, racism and, um, I guess, like, forms of racism, whether it be cartoon drawings mm-hmm. or impressions or whatever you want to call it, a lot of that stuff didn't necessarily hit, you know, mainstream culture 
right. in other parts of the world where you saw something like the most recent one that I saw was uh, Antoine Griezmann decided to dress up as um, a Harlem Globetrotter. He had the afro mm. and then he also had blackface on him. And he was born in France, raised in France, and right now he lives in Spain. Both countries that I would say are extremely behind when it comes to being aware mm-hmm. of the forms of racism that they still have in their country. Yeah, and, definitely. And stuff like that is like where I'm like, okay, Latin America kind of has that same problem because a lot of the times, again, they're just unaware. You know, they've right. had their own shit to deal with. The USA comes in and does what to, you know, who... And, yeah. you know, really makes it so that they're only worrying about themselves and their own history. What time right. do you have to really focus on U.S. history mm-hmm. and all this other shit? Yeah. Um, but with that, it's kind of like, when do you have time to learn? Or when does that kind of stuff kind of, like, knock on your door and say, like, you know, this is what this is? At that point, you it's like, this is where the woke people come in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't necessarily have to do too much except for just inform them. I think informing exactly. is, like, the most important part. Yeah. After that, you kind of let the other person decide whether or not they actually want to learn. True. Very and true. when people are complaining, like, the part that kills me is those memes where it's like, if you're not checking your, your aunt or your uncle at the party when they're being racist or whatever, you're yeah. just as much of a piece of shit. And it's just like, but you know how difficult it is for them to it's really... It's like talking um, to a wall. Yeah, it's not the same thing. For them, they're really, like, convinced that there's nothing wrong with a lot of the behavior that yeah. they, you know, present. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, then again, too, one shift that I've noticed is our generation. We're different. We're so different because we grew up with those same, like, forms of, I guess, I guess let's just talk about, like, the information that was passed down to us or certain negative things that even our parents would do, you know, but we chose along the way to be like, you know what, now that's wrong. Yeah. So, um, I think we're that, we're the kind of like the catalyst, kind of like just paving the way to dismantle that almost. You get me? Yeah, and then you try to turn around and you try to teach them, and it's like not possible. So no. you just kind of like, okay, you got to move forward then. No, no. I mean, yeah, for it, sure. It's one of those things where it's like as much as you want to teach them, a lot mm-hmm. of the times it's just not going to happen. A lot yeah. of them are really just convinced that there's nothing wrong with what and they the, do. A lot of the things why they're like that is just because they really base things off of stereotypes. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times, like, I don't even want to say examples, but... The examples don't matter. We can they don't matter. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, like, my point, I just don't want to offend, you know, but my point is, is that, like, everything I've heard negative or something, if I've heard something wrong, it's all been, like, a specific stereotype. Mm. And it's like, you can't really, like, generalize, though, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I mean, like, I always try to tell, like, my parents sometimes, like, I'm like, come on, man, like, you guys are always telling me to, like, be a certain way, and it's like, now it's time for you guys to, like, sit back and listen, you know? And then all of a sudden it becomes this, like, shock to them, like, excuse me? Yes. You're telling me to do what now? Yeah. Like, I raised you, listen to me, yeah. shut up, Yeah. and let's continue. Yeah, definitely. But going back to the solidarity thing, okay. realistically... As we were saying, it just doesn't work for me. I don't think it works because a lot of the times when thing when shit hits the fan, there's only two outcomes to it. The people who are actually involved in it directly are the ones that are asking for people to come together. Mm-hmm. And then two, depending on what it is, the nationality or ethnicity or whatever it is might ask you to also come together but for whatever reason latin america doesn't seem to have a grasp on okay especially in the u.s the person is brown the person is obviously a latino or a latina um and we fail to say we should be getting behind this Mm -hmm. it always turns into it's just kind of like oh that happened and then you move along with it yeah and there's a big problem with that, and I'm trying to figure... I've always tried to figure out what, what it was, though. Like, why it is that we choose to not really, like, form together. Or why we choose not to really care too much about the topics that happen. Yeah, I mean, well, let alone, let's talk about Central America. It's, like, as a whole, you know, like... There's so much going on in Honduras right now. Like, it's practically on another... Just another civil war, you know? No. And if, you know... The history of El Salvador, you know, like, we've been through a civil war that is still being felt yeah. to this day. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's just a question of how 
I, I think another thing, like I said, is just like, you know, another question that goes into it is how much can we do and what can we do exactly, you know? Like, as a person, you know, like, I mean, <clears throat> even this podcast, like, it's like, maybe some people are going to be thinking, like, well, you're just talking about it. What else are you doing? Right. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what can we do at this point? Because I think that falls into what solidarity is, too. Like, are you taking action? Are you an advocate? Are you speaking? Are you informing? What is it, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree in where you're saying, like, it, no, it does not exist. But if we want to get into the gray areas, which is my favorite part, it's like... Like, wait, the gray areas is the least part that I even talk about. <laughs> yeah. well, because I'm like, what gray areas? <laughs> but I think they deserve to at least be acknowledged. There's recognition for it. There's yeah, recognition for, sure. for it because there's that little bit of hope. You know, and, like, I'm very grateful to people that I've networked with through this podcast that have right. been, you know, Latinx or, or Mexican-Americans that have helped out, you know, for TPS. Right. Um, so, shout out to Mercado Poco a Poco. There you go, big ups. Don't remember <laughs> big ups. But they've been, uh, every certain sale for their, I think it's the Latinx hats, um, they that part of that donation goes to the TPS Alliance. So oh really yeah I did not know that yeah that's okay yeah that's so you know like little See, things like yeah. that you so know like, so like that definitely helps out yeah I mean better and then also to Victor too the chosen un bicho um he's all his his work his posters the safe TPS um poster he's raised I want to say I think it's been like a thousand damn. Yeah, that and it's really, all really, really for, good. yeah, so, you know, like, it, there's, that's what I was looking at stuff the other day, and I was, like, so clever. It, it's amazing. So, yeah, yeah some you of know. the stuff I'm just, like, I don't even know where he comes up with, like, the ideas, or, like, how he I even know. gets into the motion of drawing There's just stuff so out. well thought out, and yeah. so well written. Mm-hmm. My fa- I mean, like, Wuchi Capuchin, that little comic, which is the little cat, it's, it's my favorite, because it's just, it's so simple, but yet it just gets to the point. Right, and right. I think that's when, like, mm-hmm. I recognize an artist, like, an actual artist, where I'm like, no, yeah, like, you you, you know what you're doing. Yeah, you're conveying yeah. the message without having to distract people too much with the trip to get there, yeah, whatever you want to Yeah, exactly. So I, I recognize those gray areas, because, um, like I said, it's that little bit of hope, you know? Yeah. And then lately, I, I mean... Through this, I mean, I've been, I don't think I've met more Salvadorians or Central Americans in my lifetime until now through this, creating this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if that's. You build it, they will come. Right? Yeah. So that's there we go. That's exactly. And I mean, it's, you know, we're out there. We're, but um, I do think a big, another big elephant in the room is Salvadorians in general, I feel, don't really stick together that much as we should. I was having this conversation with my girlfriend the other day, Mm -hmm. and one of the things that she had mentioned was that, and and maybe this doesn't fall 100% into what you're talking about, but I feel like part of it is there's some truth to it, and it's kind of like something to think about would be um, the fact that we come from, um, you know, some of us, not all of us have the same experience, especially in a tugboat, but... Um, we come from backgrounds that dealt with the Civil War, that dealt with um, being aware of what protesting is over there because they obviously tried it over there, but they were met with a more furious hand than you would deal with over here. This was hashtag Central American trauma. Essentially is what it is. On yeah. Twitter and so, Central American Twitter. So, yeah. so that's the part where when you're thinking about it like that, it almost doesn't surprise you or it makes you just, I, I mean, for me, I guess it makes me a little bit sad because people walk around with that mentality where they kind of grew up with the idea from their parents, maybe, where it's just like, you don't need to be out there protesting. It's not safe for you to protest. It's not safe for you to have opinions and all this other stuff. Those because, are my parents. Yeah. So those kinds of repercussions are the kind of things where it's like, maybe that's why we fail to kind of band together or care about things a little bit more intensely than we would, because while it does bug me at times, I think the pride that Mexico feels for themselves is one of the reasons why they always come out in large numbers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's missing in El Salvador, especially with a lot of the people that are over here, because a lot of the people have such shitty experiences over there. What pride are you going to have 
for that country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do you really find joy talking about right. Ensaldoa or saying, like, oh, this is where I'm from? I mean, not, like, you know, aside from being bullied and all this other stuff, the fact that if you grew up during that time or you're raising children and you grew up in that time, are you really going to be expressing how much pride you have for your country? Right. So I feel like that's one of the reasons why we don't come out in large numbers because we're supposed to have one of the largest populations of Salvadorians in the United States. Well, people say we're the third group, but I beg to differ and say we're the second group. Wow. That's just my... Why is that? Just because of the large numbers I see. I mean, we're really spread out there. Yeah. But anyways, let's just say we're the third that's a big, that still falls really close to how much they're... We're still in the, what, the millions, I think? It has to be within the millions. I'm pretty sure. Anyways. Even if it was 600,000, why is it so difficult to find one in your neighborhood or wherever? You, you know how hard yeah, it is. Yeah, it really but is. this is what I mean. 600,000, even if it was like 500,000 people in L.A. are Salvadorian, how is it like impossible to really find anybody that's Salvadorian? Unless you don't go to, yeah, and unless you go to like the little pockets areas in LA right. that you, you know. specifically have to go out of your way, but it's not super common for somebody to come out and say like scream it out. It's not super common for somebody to come out and like even for like the protests and all that other yeah. stuff. Yeah, and that, I think that falls into why so many people just when they meet a brown person automatically assume like, oh, you're you're Mexican. Which is fine, like, well, no, no it's not. I mean, no, <laughs> no not, not like that. You, I, I meant like between brown people. Right. Between brown people, I would be like, okay, if you thought I was Mexican, I get it. That's what I mean. I, I Am I know. okay with it? Am I okay with it? No. Do I understand the logic behind it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like I the, agree. I the assumption, you. the the assumption is obviously terrible because we shouldn't be living with that mentality. Mm-hmm. We should be a little bit more educated, or you know, at least aware that other people exist. It's not just Mexico. Right. Right. Um, but, like I said, me, me, from a, you know, if we're being realistic, and they, if somebody put a gun to your head, and they lined up three people in front of you, and said you had to guess every single one of them, based off of nationality, you got three brown people. Why you gotta put it like that? But I'm I mean... just saying, I'm just saying, like, if you're doing it like that, wouldn't you go with your safest bet? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, it doesn't have to be to that extreme, but I'm just saying... Your safest bet is... I get you. Because we lack representation you. because we're right. not as high in numbers, obviously. True. But very true. I, I I see your point. Yeah. I get you. I mean, I like, the way I see Damn, it is Henry. just... Damn, <laughs> Henry. Like, like, if you were, like, back in the summer, you'd be like a if I had guerrillero am- over here. <laughs> if, if I had amnesia and I couldn't remember what I was, they told me, look in the mirror, see if it helps you jog your memory. <laughs> and I'm like, I look at myself and I was like, oh, I'm Mexican. I mean, I could say you're probably... No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm going to answer it. I, I, let's, see, this... <laughs> Never mind. Let's just continue on to what we are actually talking about. And it is, does solidarity exist? So, <clears throat> let's talk about... Let me ask you, okay. in your experiences, do you feel like Mexicans back up? No. So, I, 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 you didn't have to finish. You didn't have to finish. You didn't have to finish it. Salvadorians. No. Okay, there you go. Salvador. Okay. No. No, I don't. Um, and that's the truth. Um, and this is where now I'm looking away from the gray areas. Right. Because I don't see numbers of people backing us up. And one of the biggest things was when, uh, during the State of the Union address, um, that whole MS-13 was an address to target a specific group of people. However, in a general sense, when you look brown, <clears throat> you're going to fall under that category of what, a, you know, right. this issue pertains, right? Mm-hmm. So the only thing that, I guess, because this was, uh, from what I know, and it was brought to my attention, was going on during, in on Central American Twitter. So... Um, and I think it was actually Victor who said it best when the people on Twitter, when this was going on, like, the only thing that Mexican Twitter had to say was, like, oh, like, they're going to look at us, you know, like, basically, like, they're like, oh, now they're generalizing us or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, so why did, why do you choose to look at it on, during when it's like a negative, con- you know, like connotation like mm-hmm. that, you know? And it's like, so now you're only concerned because, you fall under that. Yeah. 
but not as like in a general general aspect like yeah, you're the, never there for us when, when they were announcing that shit that they were doing with PBS <laughs> I didn't see much activity I, I didn't either and then and look let's again like it wasn't brought to the attention as much as DACA was yeah and and they felt more compelled to support that because they were actually able to relate to that a little bit deeper exactly but why does it take relating to it or at the very least being affected exactly, by it exactly exactly yeah. yeah and then it sucks because it's like i we've been like i i didn't know this in history like during the walkouts that were going on in like east la mm-hmm. um i want to say it was during the 60s so it's like it was a big yeah it was during, i don't remember the time frame. okay well i learned okay well let's just let me take an educated guess <laughs> but um when i was learning this it was specifically focused on Brown Berets, you know, the Chicano history, like the very, very mm. beginning, grassroots of it. And what I did not know was like at least half of those people, like a good 50 chunk of them, were Central Americans. And it's like by their sides. So it's like... That's news to me. Okay. It's news to me too. But my point is, is that if we've been riding that wave and been on their side, why have they not been on ours? You know? No. Um, Again, some some people are extremely just open about it, just like simply like I'm. I don't got time to care about the other countries while I'm like focusing on my battles with Mexican Americans and uh, you know the issues that are going on in Mexico. Which hundred percent, I understand it. I'm not gonna say that you don't have the right to prioritize your issues, but don't get mad and don't be surprised. When, you know, the, the, you're dealing with your own shit or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and no one really wants to get behind you. Yeah. For sure. I think we can definitely say it's kind of backlashed on certain people. But, <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just, at this point, it's ridiculous. Because, I mean, who's, who was that one writer from Remescla? I don't even know his name. Um, he was writing, he's now, he was... What did he say? What did he say? Because I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember. I don't even remember what he said exactly, but basically he's just been very misogynistic, very anti-Central American, very anti-black, and, uh, like, it's it was just, like, a big fail for, okay. um, like, the higher up people in Vermescla uh-huh. to, like, uh-huh. hire this guy. Right. So now he's writing for this Pocho Chicano news letter thing i don't even know specifically specifically and then he just made a recent video um talking about like the issues between why um central america why salvadorians and mexicans don't get along and what was his reason and it was like the most biased like superficial like over like surface level like one of them was like oh like um we always argue of, like, which Sonora Dinamita is better. Is it theirs? Because we had that Salvadorian singer, the one that sings Amor de Mis Amores. This and is really what he was comparing? This is what he was comparing, like, other stuff. And it was like, okay, like, why couldn't you ask an actual... another one. Throw another one. I want to hear another one. Because <sighs> now at this point, I'm really like, he's that dense. Literally. I don't even have to throw you another one because I can't remember them. That's how dumb they were. But uh, there's a video. I'll show it to you. I'll link it to you. I don't, probably... watch, I don't even want to watch it if that's what it is. Okay. If it's, if it's really comparing that sort of thing. Yeah. Literally. Like, it was just dumb stuff like that. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, I'm like, that's what we're fighting about. Okay. Yeah, yeah sure. Totally. But not over the fact that you've discriminated against us for so long. Since they got here. Exactly. It's been like that since they got here. The yeah. entire idea of MS-13 Thank you. existing oh, my gosh. Thank is you. based on the fact that we were defending ourselves Thank you. from not, them. Not many people know that history behind MS-13. I learned that. That that was our form of defense. And the fact that we had to defend ourselves against brown people. Exactly. Being brown people. Exactly. And then this guy over here wants to complain about like, Jesus Christ, I really did all... Oh, yeah. Uh. No, yeah. You know who did another big fail like that? Um, I don't know if you're aware with... Because there's, like, big networks like Better Like, We Are Me Too. Um, mm-hmm. One video that was posted on YouTube by Flama. And it was basically... Is this, is this the one where they're comparing the, the two cultures? 
comparing, quote unquote. And it's the two guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the guys is obviously Salvadorian. Yeah. Yeah, and like... I don't, I don't even think he was actually real life Salvadorian, was he? Yeah, he is. Oh, really? But I didn't know that until like, I, because I found him on Vine, that guy. I forgot his name. Okay. And then like, I thought he was like Mexican because of the way he portrayed himself. Right, the way that he, the, his, uh... His slang, manner, too. Mannerisms and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they yeah. that impression. Exactly. That and then... he did that video being Salvadorian, like, he didn't really sell it to me. And not only that, but that whole video was literally just insults being thrown to Salvadorians. yeah. Like, it wasn't even, like, yeah, an actual, like... Like, I was a real idiot for even going along with it. Exactly. And I think that goes into the whole solidarity issue. Like, if I was brought... Like, if someone, like, let's say, like, you and I were brought towards that like like that attention like hey we want to yeah. make a video let's say i'm mexican you're salvadorian yeah. in this ish, this part like if i that was me i'd be like no that does not define me that does not define salvadorians nor am i gonna go with this like if i'm gonna act- even a good stereotype exactly and not even that but it's like if you want to like inform people about cultures which was their and, take on it, right? Their, that, their, that their take. Yeah, their idea of those yeah. videos are to Okay, teach. like, a, exactly. Like, an easy, so like, example speak. could be, like, from the two cultures. It's like, you know, they, they're all about pinto beans. We're all about black, red beans, like, refried. They're better, but <laughs> that's biased. But, you know, like, just, like, a little example of what I'm saying is, like, if you want to educate, educate, but don't be ignorant and don't fall into that. Like, yeah. You know, no, like, they, they really took an L for that one. Yeah, they me, really did. Because for that one, I was just kind of like, I probably laughed at one of them. Yeah. And then after that, I was just kind of like, I don't recall this ever being a thing. Or if it is a thing, why am I just now finding out? Yeah. And why is it so negative? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's another issue that does we get the backlash for it. Yeah, and it separates the solidarity even further. Yeah. I mean, it's not like this. Exactly. It doesn't even matter. But, I don't know, like, to, the, the way I see it is that this sort of thing isn't really going to be fixed until you more blindly decide to support every one of the groups that are out there. And that doesn't mean I'm asking anybody to go out and, you know, start protesting for, for TPS with the rest of the Salvadorians or anything like that, or Central Americans for that matter. Um, anyone who's affected by TPS, really. And, um, you know, it, it, it's just about actually being there, keeping your mouth shut, yeah. but letting them speak when they have their platform. And when they have their platform, the whole idea, mm-hmm. I think, really, about the solidarity is that you allow whoever it is that's speaking about their issues mm-hmm. to have a bigger platform by supporting it. Yeah. And I think that's really, like, the point that everyone's trying to get across. Because even, like, you know, the the... What, eh, well, I, I'm, I'm mumbling my words right now. I'm getting them messed up because I got like two different issues in my head right okay. now. But we'll start the with first one. one the, first, <laughs> the, the first one would be going back to the whole um, I don't like when um, what's it called? Uh, La- Latinos um, go into discussion saying why aren't black people supporting the cause or all this other stuff. A lot of the times you see them reblogging or you see them kind of like, you know, asking questions and stuff like that to get informed, but they're mad, you know, brown people are mad because they themselves aren't being the source of the news and all this other stuff when really it's like, how do you expect them really to know that kind of stuff? And it goes back to the whole, it it doesn't, they don't need to be speaking for you. They shouldn't have to speak for you. You are the issues at hand. Like, you should be speaking about them and knowing them. Right. They can support you by, you know, uh, enlarging the platform, but that's about it. Yeah. No, I mean, and I guess, I guess more of a, not a simple, but another example, and I'm I'm just redeeming myself. An example of that would be, like, when the whole Black Lives Matter hashtag started. And then white people were like, all lives matter. And it's like, can you, like, take a moment to, like, sit back and just shut up and let people, like, address their message, you know? And then, and if you support it, it is not your platform or your (laughs) stage (laughs) to be like, I'm this, I'm that. It's like, just stand behind the movement. Let them, as long as you're showing, like, it's like, just show that you're by our side. But, like... You don't want to do what brown people did. You remember, um... They did that dumbass hashtag, um, 
was it fucking called? Was it Mirame? Do you remember that? I don't. No, where it was tell me. To, where, okay, so it, it, my God, it gives me a fucking headache just thinking about it because it was like, you, you know Blackout, right? Blackout. Blackout is supposed to be the specific day where um, black people are supposed to kind of like show off and basically like uplift themselves like and their their like, business right uh, black owned businesses uh, or it, it, it could be anything okay um, but it's right, normally anyways. like a post yes a post, I remember you know, p- okay. selfies was like the biggest one yes but then after yes that, yes it was, yes like, I remember posts, blackout now yeah so blackout it was like on Fridays March it was like on the 8th I can't remember the day exactly because it's been so long since I've actually been on like Tumblr regularly but on a specific day, they show off. They, you know, they basically um, uplift themselves mm-hmm. uh, by reblogging, giving each other compliments. All yes, I remember stuff. that now. Okay. Somebody on Tumblr decided oh. that they wanted to do something like that for brown people. Okay. But the problem with that, obviously, is that you're kind of having a similar take that white people had with the All Lives Matter mm-hmm. by making the hashtag for something that technically you don't necessarily need and and you're isolating a good chunk of the people by not really um by I, I guess by not acknowledging the fact that for blackout there's Afro Latinos already there. Exactly. So you don't necessarily like what do you really need another one for? Yeah. But the hashtag was Mirame. So it was more of like more in the lines of competition rather. With the other... I, yeah, to a degree, honestly, it kind of was because it was the exact same take mm-hmm. concept and everything, except it was for people of Latin America. Got it. And we and we stole that from black people. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder why they don't want to support. That's exactly what I was gonna say. You know, like because going... we don't we don't do shit on our own. We don't we don't come up with our own ideas. We don't do the things that we're supposed to do to take action. And actually propel ourselves to yeah. like the next level of what it means to be actually like, you know, trying to progress as brown people, black people, whatever it is. You know, when they have issues, they actually take action. Or somebody's taking action so that it's not just them complaining. I feel like us, maybe it's because of the background, the civil war. Maybe it's because you're really not taught to care about these sort of things. Right. But they take action. Mm-hmm. And we don't. We sit around and we mumble about it and we're kind of like, okay, next day we're over it. Mm-hmm. Or next day we're just like, you know, we're worried about the next thing or whatever it is. Yeah. But we're not concerned. And honestly, I blame the background for like our parents for what they grew up on because it for them and for them it was more about like just getting by, worrying about the money, mm-hmm. taking care of your family. Right. Now it's a little bit different for us because we have time to actually think kind of give ourselves more insight about the issues and everything else. Yeah. And I still think we failed to take action because, again, they kind of didn't really tell us to speak your mind or anything like that. And I think part of that also, aside from the Civil War, has to do with this stupid, stupid mentality of being grateful for being in the United States. Oh, man. That in itself is one that, like, it's like such a big can of worms that I despise with everything I in my life. I think the biggest thing that... And now has been so much implied in my life is how, like, when it comes to food, like, if I feel terrible if I have to waste it. Because it, I remember when I was a kid, it was always like, Mira, tanta gente en El Salvador que no tiene comida. And I'm like, Y vos pota que no te vas a comer. And it's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm just full, you know? But yeah, and it's. Uh, that whole gratefulness. Yeah, is, the mentality of. Ha- of- being grateful that you live in a country of opportunity and all this other stuff. But what opportunity? I mean, there is... It's there. It's there. It's just not as accessible as they think that it is. Yeah. I think that they're under the impression that everything is just, if you're here and you work hard, you'll get what you want. But realistically, Mm -mm. you're going to be four, five, 15 steps behind. A whole other ballgame. A white person. Yeah. You know, or whoever else, you know, somebody that's educated, somebody who's a citizen, somebody who is white, somebody who has money, all of these things come into question when you're thinking about whether a person's going to be successful or not. And yes, immigrants do have a possibility of being able to reach that potential, but a lot of the times we fail to realize that it's not going to be given to us based off of these ideas that they gave themselves when they came to the country. Yeah. So gratefulness to me, I think, is one of the reasons why we fail to go out and say we're unhappy with something because we think that we earned enough as it is just by being in the country, mm-hmm. which I heavily disagree with. And that's, I, I honestly, like like I said, if you're speaking about Central Americans, Civil War and everything else, I'm sure it plays a part, but the other part, gratefulness. 
mm-hmm. that that mentality of I'm here and I'm happy to be here because I, they, they like I have a house because of America or whatever it is like bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I've always had that <clears throat> thought in the back of my head. I never addressed it though um, because. I guess I would see the sacrifice of our parents, but also yeah. understanding that's true that we had a different life completely yeah. growing up here. Mm-hmm. You know, so I see your counter argument towards you know, like. But it, then, when when you say watching them work and everything else, you're you're right about that also, though, yeah. because that's one of the reasons where you're kind of just like you can't help but appreciate. Yeah. The, so the where do we? So it's like where do we stand now? Yeah. Well, I, I stand for no bullshit allowed. Okay. <laughs> Re- realistically, I'm not grateful for shit. Like, I, I mean, I'm grateful for what my parents did for me, but country-wise, I don't really know what they're doing for me that I can't do for myself without yeah. them already kind of, like, interrupting with the negativity that they kind of bring within the country as yeah. far as, um, you know, I think, yeah. racism, uh, discrimination, xenophobia. All that other stuff. Take all that stuff away, and then I'd be like, yeah, I'm grateful to be in America. Mm-hmm. The land of opportunity. Everyone's equal. Everyone gets a chance. But my brown, my, my brown ass can be president if I wanted to, or exactly. all this other stuff, you know. Um, but it's but, not like that. But it's not like that. It's yeah. not this, like, you know, cushiony cotton world where I get to come in, you know, sucking on a lollipop into work, and everyone's, yeah, everyone loves me. Like, oh, my God, it feels yeah. so happy to be in the United <laughs> States. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not the case. Girl, oh, my God. No, I, I totally agree. Uh, I think me, it's like, I think like my just like my vision for the future is like, what is it going to be like? When is it? When are we ever going to fuse out all of that and just be where we want to be in life in the general aspect of equal opportunity? And Donald Trump backed that shit up all the way, like fifty years at least, at least. 50 years, you're talking about... 60, 100-ish, <laughs> we'll go back to. Like, I'm surprised yeah. that we're not... <sighs> we're not in a dystopia. No. I feel like we're getting there. I, I'm waiting on the it's day... It's gonna be the Hunger I'm, wait, I'm waiting on the day that somebody comes up to me at a fucking Northgate. White person at a Northgate comes up to me and says, you're not wanted in this country. It's <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm waiting on the day. I'm waiting on the day that I go into a panaderia... And then a white person complains to me because, surprise, surprise, it's probably a white-owned <laughs> panaderia. And like, you're not wanted in this country. Don't well, you know it. what? I feel like that's happening with gentrification. That could be the pavement. I'm, I'm waiting on being in Pupusas to be a thing. I'm waiting for them to advertise it. as They already do. I know they do. In They're at farmer's yeah, markets. Yeah, they do. But I'm waiting on a business to pop up, white-owned, with a person wearing... Did you see that? Sorry, sorry. That hot Cheeto freaking pupusa. Um, oh my god. You're gonna be so disturbed. Is it disgusting? It's terrible. It's is hot. It like it's sprinkled a, on or is it in? Mixed it's in. It's like the frick, the masa's red, so it's in. Ew. Yeah, no, I was so like, I'm like cancelled. No. Who came up with that? I don't even know. Was it a Salvadorian? I, I don't even know, not. but I, I hope not. That's yeah, what I'm saying. You, you know what that would do to your butt cheek? Like, that's not, that's not a good trip to the bathroom if you're eating, because I, I, that sounds terrible. That sounds like, honestly, I'm not a fan of anything being made with hot Cheeto bases. I, I hate the yeah, idea. Yeah, Hot Cheeto burritos, hot Cheeto burgers, hot Cheeto pupusas now? Like, no, that's it. I, you guys have crossed the line, I would call The only it. thing that is fire is hot mac and cheese with hot Cheetos. I've had it once, I think, somewhere out in, like, what, Cerritos? Long Beach? Was no, it, not Long Was Beach. it the attic? No. Never mind. Where's it going up? It's, oh, you gotta try it there. No, I've been to this other place that specializes in, like, mac and cheese. <clears throat> okay, well, this And I could have sworn they had, like, hot cheetos on there. Okay. Anyways. Point is... <laughs> that, that don't push... Don't put... Don't turn fucking three-course meals into hot Cheeto-inspired foods, is yeah. what I'm saying. That's my... That's my message. That's the one that I'm going to be, like, after you guys listen to this, I want that to be, like, something that you guys remember me by. And another message about Hot Cheetos is, like, why is it that everything marketed to Latinos to, like, for us to be, like, relate, for it to be relatable as Hot Cheetos? 
Like, I don't know if you saw that Tumblr post where it was just, like, me, a Latino, or Latina, and then it's, like, oh, these Latino-owned networks, like, oh, why don't you try these, like, Hot Cheeto, Selena earrings, like, just a whole bunch of, like... Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Does that not sound like every, like... Can, can we be honest for a second, though? I'm, like, I'm not even crazy about Hot Cheetos, but if you include it in anything, you probably caught my attention. True. <laughs> like, if I, I mean, true. Like, if I, I ain't gonna lie. If, if but... I, like, if you're really thinking about it and you hear Hot Cheetos, you think... Latinos. Latinos. I mean, Latinos. I grew up with, like, right? Hot Cheetos in my right? hand. Like that, That's what the... I mean, though. Like, I know you popped out of the womb. <laughs> with, with the bag already, like, ripped the open. The little ones? Yeah. It's, like, little mini yeah, yeah, individual yeah, yeah. ones? But, except they use, and they put the scissors and they put more sauce oh, in there. Oh, hell no. No, no, no. I know you popped out with the fork and everything. <laughs> See, I never flied with the whole extra, like... Salsa. I'm yeah, not. Yeah, I'm, not I'm not really big on that. spicy. Um, I um, did fly with the nacho cheese on top of like. Hot Cheetos. Yeah. See that again. That sounds like another bad trip to the bathroom. I can't do any of that funky exotic stuff. Like to me, that like any. If you have to make things more complex than they already are, it's like already too much. Like I don't True. think you understand how, like the fact that hot Cheetos even exist. Like that in itself, the fact that they wrapped it in spices and everything else is enough. Yeah, it is. But we're going around and we're putting cheese, jalapeno, tapatio, and everything else. And it's just like, did we really need to? <laughs> to each their own. But um, I'm asking. I'm backing. Is... I'm backing solidarity for hot cheetos. Uh, so okay, to be I... honest with you, like, why why can't the political issues be as simple as hot cheetos? We don't seem to have a problem with hot cheetos. Everyone's just like, yeah, we're backed. Everyone, True. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I guess what I'm asking for <laughs> these networks is like, you know, throw in some other like. Why isn't cola champagne, like, freaking as, like, I mean, come on, like. Not enough people have had it. Yeah. No, that's a little that's a, that's a life changer right there. But, if you, if you, yeah. I'm, all I'm asking is these, like, Latinx networks to, like, come on, like, be more, like. Open to the idea that other things exist. Yeah. 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 Like Takis. Come on, let's, no. <laughs> it's the same thing. Dumb. No, I mean, you're, oh my god. And you just lost my train of thought right now, but... Can we please start advertising with horchata? It doesn't have to, be, like, as long as it doesn't matter what color Can we is. start advertising the Salvadorian horchata more? Because... They, they won't do it. That, that'll, well, then... It'll be too problematic. It'll cause a disruption in, in the harmony that we currently are trying to attain. I mean, I guess. But not on Ojoras. Like, we can, like... Yeah, yeah. Um... <clears throat> uh, for the record, in case anyone wasn't already aware, we are backed by Salvadorian Orchata. Okay? Okay. O- unofficially. Unofficially. Also unofficially sponsored by Cola Chamba. <laughs> Welcome, Pedro. From El Salvador, though. El Salvador. <laughs> but, but, if we're getting in trouble for it, never mind. I was just kidding. Yeah. Which is the unofficial part of it. So, yeah. There you go. Find us posted at the recording studio in La Curaçao. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just kidding. All that good stuff. We're sponsored by all of it, okay? So make sure that you back us. There we go. I mean, how do we get there? How do we get to where we are content with solidarity? I I think it's baby steps. Honestly, like I said, it goes back to the whole I'm glad Donald Trump kind of came out and presented his agenda because it really helped force the unity that we were not really even trying to remotely attain. I think with the things that are going on, the way that he's talking about everybody and um, border control and all that other nonsense, I think it has helped a lot as far as fastening the process of um, what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's not going to happen until you set aside your egos. So I think like the ego plays like a really big role in what you're capable of doing as far as what you want to support and what you want to get behind. And until people start to acknowledge that it's not this whole thing that it's about me, it's about supporting others, mm-hmm. it won't happen. It won't yeah. happen anytime soon. And I don't really expect anything to really change in the next, like, 10 years. But I hope that within that time frame, we're able to kind of, like, look at ourselves in the mirror and say, like, we could do better. For sure. I hope we start doing it now. More. I feel like we barely, like... We're, we're, we're barely getting there. Yeah. I feel like we're just starting to hit these little marks and checkpoints where we're kind of like, oh my God, I can't believe we actually did this. Or I can't believe that people are on Instagram doing that, supporting TPS and all this other stuff. Right. And 
Like, to me, I think that is a definitely an, a, an achievement that we should be applauding because, you know, if you would have told me two, three years ago that people were going to be backing Salvadoran issues, Central American issues, or wherever it is that it's from, Latin America, I wouldn't have believed you. I agree. I would have been like, you know, social media is too silent to really care about I, any of the stuff that we're talking about. I agree, and that's why a big part of me, like, two, literally two, three years ago, I was on Twitter, and I was, like, if you guys were to find my <clears throat> my personal Twitter account, you would see my tweets about Central America. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, you know, and then I, I would never get, like, responses. Yeah. And it was like, where was Central American Twitter at, you know? So yeah. now, when I created the... Uh, Twitter account for No Jodas, I was like, I'm ju- I'm like, I'm like, look, I forgot the algorithm of Twitter, but I'm jumping on solely for Central American Twitter. Right. And just the fact that we have our own hashtag like that, that's, I would have never believed it either two, three years ago. Yeah, I think it's a lot of progress. And yeah. it goes back to what we were saying in the last episode too, where it's just one of those things where it's now in the air. Yeah. It's in that, we're in a time frame where we're able to give ourselves a platform and throw ourselves up there. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, too, it just... And for me, the biggest thing is always, like, you know, <clears throat> some platforms are going to have bigger followings, some little... Of course. But when it comes to the whole two-side-of-the-story thing, yeah. I always take account for both, yeah. right? However, and this goes for specifically the Salvadorian community where we have certain representation and, mm-hmm. you know, when you have a huge platform, not everyone's going to agree to what you're going to say yeah. or how you say it. Of course. Um, however, when you're purposely choosing to not <clears throat> back yourself up or um, speak about an issue because mm-hmm. it's now a choice for you, it's like I would hope, you know, that would be taken into note that people are, like, realizing, like, okay, like, who's who are the real people representing us? That's my point. Yeah. Not trying to hurt anyone's brand, not trying to sabotage anyone's brand, but, um, you know, it's the truth. Like, I'm all about people who are really solely here for the community and not, I mean, like, dude, hustle for yourself, but, you know, give back. Um, yeah, I mean, should we'll we... get there one day. Yeah, I hope so. But anyways, um, subtle little hints there. I'm sure people can put two and two together. Uh, if anything, you know, um, don't be afraid to hit us back. Comments on the Instagram or whatever it is, wherever you can find us. Leave us a message. Let us know what you think. Does solidarity exist? Yes or no? What are your reasons behind it? What are your personal experiences mm-hmm. with um, solidarity or a lack of it? Um, and yeah, we'll go through those and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit further in the next podcast. Yeah. Um, and you can, uh, hit that email link on the Instagram account page, Nahodas Podcast. There's a link set up under the bio. Go ahead and click it, send your emails. And we would also like to give a big, big shout out to Just Give, Mesoamerican Beauty, uh, Horacio Portillo. He uh, gifted us, me and Henry. Uh, Some fire ass candles. Oh like, my gosh, they're amazing. What are the smelling so them the, right now, man? Okay. I was smelling the one right now. It's mango flavored or yes. mango scented. I yes. say flavored because I'm really ready to eat it. I'm not yeah. even playing around like it. It smells that good. He sent us a couple of them. Uh, vanilla was the other one that Vanilla, I remember smelling. Dahlia, Limon, Jamaica. So he focuses on Mesoamerica from Mexico to Central America and these scents that are just hit home from our countries i guess the fire one is mango huh that's like yeah, the mango honestly like Horacio, i i need the recipe for this because we will be doing a giveaway though for, yeah so uh, we're what, what is it are we going to be able to do it this week or when is that we are going we to decide? figure that out actually but um stay tuned maybe in the next episode we'll announce that um for sure on the instagram account we will be putting up the info on how you can enter the giveaway and how you can possibly win a few of these candles. But, yeah, I think the second runner-up for me was Jamaica. That one's that, Yeah, that one was the other one that I was really impressed with. Yeah. Like, I, I was about to dip yes. my finger inside it. But, yeah. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, last things we forgot to mention was please, please, please make sure um, if you aren't already – 
follow us on what is it? Instagram, it's No Jodas Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, No Jodas Podcast, literally, and there's an email link, like I said, under the bio of the Instagram account. Uh, Henry, my co-host, uh, Cola Champagne Papi on Instagram, but and then me, Gloria Ime. So you'll see our links right there if you'd like to follow us individually. But... And on the website, finally, if you guys have anything yes. you guys would like us to talk about, don't be afraid to throw that in there. Yeah. Or even in the Instagram comments, give us some topics, some uh, you know suggestions, anything that you guys want us to bring up, any experiences or anything like that. We'd really yeah. appreciate it. I'm really excited to finally have our own domain. We're doing this. So. It's, it's real. It's real now. It's the domain's real. official, so the, we're good. We out we, we here. Paid, we paid GoDaddy. Right? <laughs> so, it sounds really weird saying that out loud, but we did pay Daddy. Right? So. <laughs> All right, then, guys. We'll see you next episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Peace.